Hello and welcome back to the TTPA, Tatani Talks Pirkei Avos, this year where we talk a Mishnah of Pirkei Avos per day with sagely commentary and practical advice to say we're in Season 5 with the commentary of the Sephorno and the translation and explanatory notes of Rabbi Palkovitz. We are in Parag Ben, Mishnah Tet, Chapter 2. Paragraph 9. These two Mishnahs today and tomorrow actually go together, but we break it up a Mishnah per day here on the TTPA. So let's see what happens in this Mishnah. And the commentary itself will probably be saved for tomorrow, but still we could learn from the great, great Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, who got the tradition from Hillel and Shammai. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai is a fantastic personage in the Gemara. Rabbi Yochanan being most famous for many things. You know, Karyani Kiven Shivim Shanam, he says in the Haggadah, because at 18 he took over the leadership, I believe, the mantle of leadership, but he looked so young, so he prayed to Hashem, and Hashem turned his hair and his beard overnight into white. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zaka was a very famous uh, persona. He was a leading sage of his day. He compiled the Yerushalmi Talmud. You know, the, the Ravina and Ravashi took care of the Talmud of the Babylonian Talmud, but Rav Yochanan took care of the Yerushalmi Talmud, although there are parts that are not really decipherable, there are parts that are missing or whatnot. The way he compiled it was different than Bava, but still, Rav Yochanan Zaka also single-handedly saved world Jewry when when the destruction was upon the Jewish people and everyone's going to be exiled from Yerushalayim, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zaka was thinking what to do. And he went to the emperor. He feigned his own death. He faked his own death. The Talmud talks about the story, a fascinating story. The, the students put him in a coffin and um, they wanted to... And when he was leaving the outskirts of the city, when he was leaving Yerushalayim, I believe, they wanted to check that he was really dead and not pretending. They wanted to shake the shake the coffin or, or puncture the coffin. And the student said, this is a great affront. This is a great embarrassment, a great disgrace to the dignity of the great Rebbe Chamanzak. And he said, let him through. He goes all the way to the, to the general, I believe Vespasian, and he talks to him and he says, Emperor! And Vespasian says, I should kill you on two accounts. One, because you called me Emperor. And two, because you're being... Um, whatever the phrasage of, of the Gemara is, you're being uh, disgraceful to me. But really, Messenger came just then to tell Vespasian that the emperor had died and Vespasian the general took place. So he was so impressed with Rabbi Yochanan Zaka that Talmud talks about how he granted Rabbi Yochanan Zaka three wishes. So Rabbi Yochanan Zaka sees that the world is at an impasse. Hashem is very upset with the Jewish people. He's going to destroy the Jewish people. Some... Of the sages in the Talmud wonder why Rav Yochanan Zaka didn't ask for greater things like save Yerushalayim, save the base of Migdash, save this, save that. Rav Yochanan Zaka was very, very wise. He probably saw the writing on the wall as Daniel did literally in Sefer Daniel. But Rav Yochanan Zaka Lohavdil saw that the that Hashem was very upset and that Hashem wasn't going to stop. He was going to take out his fury on the building, not on the people as much. So Rabbi Yochanan probably felt that this was the wisest course of action to ask for three things. What did he ask for? The very famous Gemara talks about how Rabbi Yochanan Zaka asked for a doctor for Rabbi Tzedek, a great sage who was fasting for 40 days and was an emaciated person, a fraction of himself. He was subsiding on like the pits of dates, something crazy, not eating much. He asked for Rabbi Gamliel's family to be saved because that was the Nasi, which came from the house of Yehuda which was saving the royal lineage, the royal line, which comes from Ben David. And he asked for Yavna to be saved. The sages left Yerushalayim. They moved to Yavna. Yavna was the lifeboat, the preserver, the 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 rattle boat, if you will, the paddle boat going away from the sinking ship of the massive ship that was in Yerushalayim. So 
Rav Yochan ben Zake asked for those three things, and he was successful in all three accounts. He had the foresight to realize that Yavne was the next place to be, and that's why it's called Karim Yavne, because the way that the, the sages sat, the Gemara points out, was that it was rows of Talmidim, rows of sages, rows of Talmidim Chachamim, all sitting rows in Yavne. And also it, it symbolizes the symbolism of rows in the vineyard, hence the double entendre, the, the, the rows of the vineyard and the rows of the sages in Yavne. So Rav Yacham was a fantastic persona, a very famous personality of, of outstanding Talmud Chacham and an amazing, amazing rabbi to begin with. He also had very difficulties in his life. He lost, I believe he lost all 10 of his children. We should never know from such things. He used to carry a bone of the last child in his pocket. And even so, he wasn't broken. But when he lost his study parts, his Chavruta, his Chavrusa, Reish Lakish, I believe, who I also think was his brother-in-law maybe, he could not handle it because that was his lifeline to, to staying sane. To be able to talk with someone, learn with someone. After that happened, they say that Rav Yochanan mentally had a major, major breakdown. We should never know from difficulties, but Rav Yochanan had a fantastic, fantastic ability to save Torah Jury. He was a very larger-than-life character. Actually, one of my sons has one of his names as a Hebrew name. We only try to think of the good aspects of a sage of a person in general, with also incorporating different family members or whatnot. But here we are, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakeh, Hibel Mehila v'Shamay. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakeh received the tradition from Hillel and Shamay, who he used to say, Im lamadata Torah harbe. If you learned a lot of Torah, you studied much Torah, and Rav Yochanan was a great sage in his own right, obviously. Do not take credit for yourself. That is the reason you were created to be here. That is what you were created to do. You're going to take credit for learning, for studying, for being involved in Torah. That's what you were created to do. That's what you were meant to do. Does a robot take credit for doing its duties of what is imprinted into its framework of the electricity of the robot? That's what it was made to do. We were created as human beings to bask in the divine presence by doing Torah, mitzvahs, and chesed. You're going to have an ego from doing what you're supposed to do. You're going to have arrogance from doing what you're supposed to do, from learning Torah, from being involved in Torah. You were brought here to be involved in Torah. You're brought here to do Torah. Don't take credit. Don't have ego. Don't have arrogance from what you were involved and what you're supposed to do. You're doing what you're supposed to do. We should give you a pat on the back. You come to work. You don't leave early. You you take your proper manners. We're going to give you a pat on the back because you're doing what you're supposed to do. you got to be involved in what you're supposed to do. Learn from the great Rabbi Yochanan. When we're involved in Torah, don't be smug, don't be arrogant, don't be egotistical, because that is what you're supposed to do. That is the main thing you're supposed to be involved in in this life on a daily basis. Join us next time as we talk about the five students of Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai here on the TTPA. And I'm your host, Tani.